Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 26 of the Creative Marketing Podcast with me, your host, Angus Boyle. On today's show, I'm going to be diving into a topic that I've been fascinated by by a number of years, something I have grappled with for many, many years, uh, and something which I have done literally minutes of reading on Wikipedia about in the last 10 minutes. Um, So I think with the combination of those credentials, you will agree that I'm an expert. That subject is analysis paralysis. Uh, We'll get into what it is and and how it affects people, etc., how it's affected me, and how people can overcome it um, in coming minutes. (laughs) Uh, before we do, special shout out to our sponsors, artbyangus.com. I keep threatening this that I'm going to put up uh, more affordable, smaller pieces on the website. Uh, I spent this weekend crunching out a bunch of what I think are pretty nice smaller paintings. I'm going to do a few more. Things are afoot. I'm plotting in the background. Hopefully I'm not suffering from analysis paralysis and I'm actually plotting in a way that's going to come to fruition but I think I am and I'm excited for some of the things that I'm plotting so watch this space that's all I'll say for now um I, I don't even know where this tangent came from but yes the sponsors artbyangus.com some of the best paintings in the world for some of the prices that aren't as expensive as some some of the other most expensive most exceptional art anyway rambling Let's get into the show. Welcome to the Creative Marketing Podcast. Um, so, that was the intro. Uh, I think I forgot to say something in the intro, but I can always do one of those fun Angus from the Future edits if I remember subsequently. So let's get into it. Analysis paralysis. First of all, what is it? Um, I don't know, maybe some of you have heard of it, maybe some of you haven't heard of it. Brief synopsis, I guess, of what it is. I think it's it's the act of overthinking, overanalyzing, overplanning, and you know any of those activities um, coming at the expense of forward motion, coming at the expense of decision-making, coming at the expense of, of action-taking. Um, so like an example, let's say, let's, let's see, I'll, I'll try to use some of my own examples because I've got plenty, plenty of experience with this. Some, some examples, I guess like a business example. And what I've done before is like, you know, when you have a business idea, you spend fucking three months writing a business plan and plotting out these projections of fictitious guesses at how much revenue you'll make and how many new customers you can acquire and all this shit which is essentially sort of just playing a game of imaginary business rather than going out in the world and testing something. Like, in reality, almost any business idea that you have, you can probably validate it in a weekend. You can have some sort of, you know, set up a fake landing page online and send paid ads to it and see, do they click on the buy now button? Or, you know, do a survey of 10 people and say, would you buy this? Would you be willing to send me money now and put down a pre-order on some product? Whatever it is, there's ways that you can very quickly validate those things. And so analysis paralysis will be spending months thinking about it or researching how to do it or planning how you're going to do it um, rather than actually doing the thing. Um, and so I think it's a, it's a thinking again of this, this podcast being aimed at, you know, people early in their journey as creatives um i think any and and my experiences from that position too or you know any sort of entrepreneurial tendencies or plans or ventures or anything like that anything along those lines i think there is such a tendency among a lot of people early on to to just spend so much time planning it's why there's so many 
successful YouTube channels that are sort of focused on, uh, I think a lot of the stuff is, you know, that are focused on sort of business and, and some of those things focused on planning business and, and stuff like that. But even the stuff that's focused on executing business, part of the reason or a huge part of the reason, like those those videos get millions of views and only probably hundreds if not tens of people are actually taking action and making real money off those things and stuff like that the reason there's so many viewers versus so few people who have the results is that most of the people viewing it are in a prolonged sense of analysis paralysis or state of analysis paralysis or whatever it is you however you would say it and i think you know like people probably spend their whole lives in analysis paralysis thinking, oh, well, if once I know this thing, maybe I'll do something. And then before they know it, they're fucking 90 and they've spent their whole life talking themselves out of doing something based on some fictitious future thing. And then when they figure out that future thing, they make up a new fictitious future thing they don't know that they need to figure out, etc. ongoing. Um, another example of analysis paralysis, to use me again, would be uh, setting up a YouTube channel um, which I'm starting to get embarrassed about how much I talk about and how little I've done it. Um, but, and I'm hoping that embarrassment turns into fucking YouTube videos sometime soon. Come on, Angus, get your fucking shit together. Uh, you've been dotting now. It's fucking April, man. It's fucking April. We're in the fourth month of the year already. What the fuck? Um, so, bear that in mind, just in general. Um, side note that's what that was I got sidetracked what am I trying to say starting a YouTube channel watching loads of videos about how to start a YouTube channel you know how to fucking start a YouTube channel we've been through this on an episode of the podcast just make a fucking video that's how you start a YouTube channel and then put that video on YouTube Um, so and I mean listen I'm I'm hyperbolizing here there are this is the this is the problem I think it's not so black and white it's not so obvious I'm speaking in terms as if it is but like the problem is it does make sense to watch some videos and do some research and do some planning if you're going to start a YouTube channel but there's a, a line and you have to recognize that and realize that you know watching 10 more videos isn't necessarily going to teach you that much more about the fact that the only way to start a YouTube channel is by making videos and putting them on YouTube you know um and yet sometimes you'll just spend more time watching those videos and not taking action because that's what can be tempting to do because it's much more comfortable to think about making decisions rather than actually making decisions or to think about taking actions rather than actually taking actions because your brain is funny and when you think about those things you get a dopamine hit as if you've done them. That's why I think I've suffered from this a lot from setting really big goals and I recently heard this, that setting big goals, you get a rush of endorphins at the time that you're setting it because you sort of see it in your mind and that's exciting and then but the reason so many things fail is because three weeks in or three months in or three years in that that sort of endorphin dump is gone and all that's left is hard work and the grind that's required to get to the outcome uh and that's less fun and so people fail the goal then they set a new big goal etc or same with planning people plan then they just plan some more and they think, ooh, I'll learn about this and I'll I'll study this, whatever. Um, and they spend so much time doing that that then they realize, oh, I've actually never done anything practical. I've never sold a product or I've never put a fucking video on YouTube. Uh, have I, I did put one on YouTube, um, but it's, I wouldn't recommend trying to find it. It's terrible, but we'll get there. We'll fucking get there, people. And if you're... This, by the way, this episode is <laughs> partially just like therapy for me. Trying to get, overcome my demons and fucking start a YouTube channel, etc. And post more on social media, etc. Um, 
But it's also a fucking rallying cry for anyone who's listening. If you suffer from this, if you spend too much time and you know it, planning things, if you've been thinking about something for weeks or months or years, that you're going to start something, you're going to do something, I challenge you today, and I'll talk a bit more about this a bit later on, about how you overcome this sort of analysis paralysis, but I dare you, I challenge you today to take an action and to take a first step towards doing that and stop thinking about it and start doing that's what I hope the impact of this podcast is, that it touches someone and, and spurs them on into taking action and into starting some project or endeavour. Um, but let's let's keep talking about analysis paralysis and stick around if you want to dig deeper into, uh, you know, what it is that are the ways I think... Are, I mean, listen, I'm not a pro here. I'm here struggling, trying to fucking make some YouTube videos and not doing so so I mean I'm by no means the finished product here but I've suffered through this stuff a lot I've I've had some wins over it and so I'm I'm sharing my my little point of view so getting back to it, what are the causes of analysis paralysis so I think a big one is things being too complicated or too confusing um and I think the a big thing of that is like I touched on setting big lofty goals um and while that might feel good in the moment, it can then feel very overwhelming once the endorphin rush of setting a big goal has worn off. You're like, oh, shit. Like, people saying, I want to be a millionaire. Me included. Um, thinking that, I want to be a millionaire. And then sort of sitting down and be like, all right, okay, like, I have fucking no idea how to be a millionaire. I don't know, you know. <laughs> if I did, I'd be a millionaire. Um, I'm real and thinking, well, like, what's what, where do I even fucking start? And but I mean, you can't answer that. You probably, how do I start? Okay, probably maybe I'll start a business. Maybe I'll start trying to get a second stream of income. So I'll start trying to sell some product, and so I'll you know take the first steps. Go order that product. Go test and see if you can find customers for that product. Whatever it is, that's probably the first step. Or you know, start a different sort of business, like start an events company and start rent talking to spaces where you can host an event. Whatever it is, you can. And, you know, there's lots of routes to being a millionaire. You probably need to be more specific in how you're planning to achieve that. But once you get a bit more specific and then you think about it, you can you can actually pretty easily get to a small, achievable first step. And I think that's one of the things that I've heard people far more successful than me say um, is that the, the path becomes clearer sort of once you start taking action, the the way and the the next step becomes clear because you've done the first step and you have the experience of the first step, you have the context, you have the journey of getting from step point A to point B, or all of those things feed in and you, um, you know more than you did. And that's when you sort of realize, okay, so I've done step one now, whatever, it's an events thing. I've found the space and I've put a deposit down. Next thing, okay, I need to find people to speak at my event. Okay, next thing I need to sell tickets, I need to do some marketing, whatever it is, you know, those things sort of appear as you start taking action. So that's the the problem with analysis paralysis. It keeps you sort of stuck in the same paradigm, thinking about the same question over and over again and hypothesizing different ways around the same thing. Whereas once you've taken one step, then you can say, oh, okay, now I've done that, I have that context, now what's the next thing I'm going to do? And so, you know, by taking that first step, you sort of naturally start the, I don't know, start the engine moving, create motion, and, you know, object in motion stays in motion and all that jazz. First step's the hardest, getting things in motion, get going, get past the analysis and uh, 
get started. Other causes, I think, um, a big cause is, I mean, I guess it largely just falls under the umbrella of fear of the unknown. Um, like, I think it's it's people sort of fear the fact that they if they make the wrong decision, it could be it could be costly. Um, but in reality, and especially in the context of this show, I would say that that's very rarely actually true. Like, maybe if it was in some sort of work situation, I understand, oh shit, well, like, if I make this wrong decision, you could spiral in your mind and think, well, I could get fired. And I still think that's, you know, 99.9% of the time that people are thinking that it's probably not true or it's not going to happen. Um, but when it comes to, like, something like starting a social media page, starting a business... Um, things like that the the downside is so actually minuscule if you really think about it that it's like it's it's so funny it's just the tricks our mind play on ourselves to sort of convince us that things are scary when they're not necessarily because actually the downside is like oh I've like quote unquote fail and people fear oh people might laugh at me or I might be embarrassed or it might be not a good look in public or whatever but like those things are just stupid Um and not things that you should be worried about. And in reality, even if you start something and you fail, trust me, I've done lots of these things that I've started and failed. If you start something and fail, yeah, then you might be embarrassed for a few months or you might be like, oh, ego stung, you know, or whatever it is. But ultimately, once you sort of reflect back on the situation and what you've done, you'll realize that you've learned a huge amount from that experience. Um speaking of here's a insider uh insider bit of info about the um about a potential upcoming podcast i got a memory on snapchat of all places a snapchat memory from five years ago today which was yesterday so five years ago yesterday now um but it was on the day then so it said five days ago today five years ago fucking hell you get the point five years ago snapchat informed me that we are having a meeting, um, myself and two of my good pals, John and Owen. Uh, we're having a meeting about starting what would go on to become a f- company called Funky Foot that we started, which sold funky socks. Um, socks I still wear to this day because they're great, high quality, beautiful, um, unavailable to purchase, uh, I'm afraid. Maybe I'll fucking stick a few pairs on uh, rbangus.com, the last... Yes. <laughs> Obviously, the price has gone up because the market is reduced and there's uh, a limited number, so they're collector's items. Um, that's what I'm saying, anyway. Um, complete digression. The point being, that ultimately failed, but, like, damn, we learned so much. Like, next things that I've done since then, I've taken lessons from there and they've helped me um, make progress in other areas and, you know, it helped things with work it's loads of different stuff um and it helped me never have to pay for socks for quite a long time so all of those things big win um well i guess technically we had to pay for the socks but you know what i mean i don't need to go to pennies <laughs> which is obviously where i would go to buy socks pennies being primark in ireland for anyone who's in the uk god what's the point of this i fucking we started a sock company uh <laughs> Oh, that's what I was saying. The insider info about the podcast. Yes. Um, we. Uh, so then I messaged the lads and was like, this is class. And I think I'm going to do. I recently watched the movie, uh, The Rise and Fall of WeWork, the documentary about WeWork. Uh, great office space. 
hashtag client. Uh, they work. I work for them. Um, FYI, just for full disclosure, I don't know. Probably shouldn't even be talking about them. So don't tell anyone. Um, but I watched the documentary. It's called The Rise and Fall of WeWork. Although it's fucking back on the rise, coming back. Um, and through, I was inspired by that. So I'm gonna do uh, some sort of. I'm still working through the details. I might just do a show with the lads and just talk, or I might do a slightly more high production value edited version that's like an audio documentary. But either way, it's going to be called The Rise and Fall of Funky Foot Socks. That's some one to look forward to, uh, and I'll share some of those lessons uh, as we... I don't know what... As we... Uh, that that was a sentence that was destined never to be finished because I don't know what I was thinking of saying. Um gonna take a breath i feel like i've been talking quite fast and quite a lot i'm also gonna blow my nose uh so <laughs> enjoy that <laughs> lovely stuff um <laughs> <sighs> so the the thing i was going to talk on next is i think um what the way to overcome analysis paralysis is and I think we've touched on it a bit already, but it's 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 getting clear. I think first step is getting clear on what the end goal is, getting very clear and specific. Um, once you've gotten to a point where it is something clear, it is something specific. You have it in your mind. You can you can envision it and understand it. Then figuring out what's the path. So if it's like cool, I want to be a millionaire. It's like cool. Yes, that's very specific. I can envision my bank account having, you know x number of zeros or my net worth adding up through owning whatever blah blah blah, being that amount um then it's like figuring out the path overall that you want to follow to get there and like this thing you're not locking yourself in forever by making a decision you can change along the way but and as you progress you may change direction but you're ultimately moving forward it's moving in the right direction and you can pivot you know to the left or the, to the right but you're still moving in a forward motion ultimately getting to better outcomes over time the point is you need to figure out what's the vehicle you want to use so if it's the millionaire example cool I want to be a millionaire cool I understand what that means having a million pounds or euros or dollars worth of assets um, now what's the vehicle I'm going to use to get there what's the, the means the plan the strategy whatever I'm going to deploy to get there tactics whatever you want to say Um and then it's like, cool, I'm going to be... Uh, I don't know why. <laughs> uh, I don't know why the first thing that came to my mind is I'm going to be a plumber. Um, so if that's what comes to your mind, I'm going to be a plumber and I'm just going to make me a millionaire. Maybe it's like, cool, that's the first step. Let's go get my plumbing qualifications, do an apprenticeship, become a plumber. Then So those are the first steps. That's it. Bam, go start doing those. But then... You know, you might know from there, then I want to start a company. I want to hire someone else to work with me. And then I want to hire two fans and whatever. Start a company doing plumbing. Very rogue example, because I'm not sure it's the <laughs> not sure it's the optimum route in 2021 to millionairedom is becoming a plumber. But there, it's a it's a very feasible option and probably more feasible than some um, fancier seeming ones. <sighs> the point is... If you, rather than then going on YouTube for three to eight years and watching videos about how to become a plumber, that's not action. Realize that that's not action. Like the first time you do that, it is. The second time, maybe it's acceptable. Third time even, like, cool, you're just making sure. But then the action that you need to take is to go and fucking apply for an apprenticeship or whatever it is. So you need to figure out the 
end goal, figure out the path you're going to take there, and then figure out, cool, what's the first step that I can take? And then just fucking take that step as soon as you possibly can. And then as soon as you've taken that, as soon as you can, figure out what's the next step I need to take. And then once you figure that out, as soon as you can, take that step. And just keep doing that as much as you can, as fast as possible. And the faster that you can do that, and the more that you can do that, the better your outcomes are going to be, almost certainly. Um, and I think that's it, really. It's like, I mean, understand, okay? There's Again, I'm talking about this very hyperbolically, and there's nuance to it. Figure out what is actually necessary, and maybe, like, plan that out. Maybe it's like, cool, I need to spend three separate 30-minute times on YouTube where I'm watching videos, or maybe I need to spend half a day on YouTube on a Sunday, and I'm just going to go deep in a rabbit hole, or the full day, or, like, the whole weekend, and I need to read these articles, and I need to whatever, have this book. But figure out what those steps are, lay them out, and then figure out what the action point is when you're going to take action and have that in mind. And then realize that if you go a day over that, you, you're now procrastinating. Um, so, you know, figure out what it is, but like as soon as you figure out what the, the action steps are. And if the action first actions are watching YouTube, that's an action you can take. But just make sure that you map what the next actions are after that and don't just stop on action one and repeat it over and over again for years. Because honestly, I've tried that. It's probably not going to get you the best results. I, you know, you'll know slightly more about the same shit you already knew about. And you'll have none to show for it. No fucking um, certificates being given out or medals or trophies or fucking paychecks for YouTube videos watched. Just telling you that right now. Or podcast listen to. Stop listening. Go fucking do something. I dare you. I absolutely dare you. Um, or just listen to the end. We're getting close to the end anyway. So there's a few good points coming. So maybe stick around. <laughs> Whatever you're doing yourself, I don't mind. Either way, you're winning. Literally, it's a no-loss situation for you now. You're welcome. Either way. I mean, you're not listening by now if you've gone to take action. So I'm just preaching to the choir here of the people who are still listening. Um, but if you are still listening, you're a winner. You're an absolute winner. Let's do some winning together. <laughs> I mentioned at the start that I spent some time perusing uh, Wikipedia on the subject of analysis paralysis. And I'm going to come close to wrapping up with a few points that I gleaned from the Wikipedia page on analysis paralysis. It goes back historically, gang. It's, it's probably deeply rooted in the biologies of our brains that we've inherited from lizards that aren't necessarily all actually set up to function the best in this world that we live in today. Um, <laughs> it goes back ages, is the point. Um, it goes all the way back to Aesop. I'm not sure if you've heard of Aesop. Not just a soap company that's overpriced. I think it's 30 quid for a fucking Aesop soap. I really want some, but like, that's not really justifiable, is it? That's an outrageous amount of money for soap. But anyway, not only is Aesop a fancy, very moisturising, nice nice smelling glass container <laughs> soap. <laughs> That's not the Aesop we want to talk about today. The Aesop we want to talk about today is some old olden days person. I don't know the history. <laughs> I didn't click the blue text on Wikipedia, so I'm not sure, but Aesop, uh, if I'm if I'm not wrong is someone from quite a bit in the past who is known for having produced 
some fables. Fables are stories that have deeper underlying meaning to them, I think. <laughs> Didn't click on that blue link either on Wikipedia, so I'm not sure. Um, and Aesop spent a, a, quite a long time with banging heads together with some of his mates and saying, guys, I've got this book. It's a bunch of fables. Um, I've spent, I've, I'm really, I, I'm really pleased with the work. Like, I really think it's some, there's some really solid fables in here. Um, what do you think I should name it? And they're fucking tossing it, tossing around names, or like, you know, thinking. And and then they, eventually, I don't know how they came up with it, but they decided between them and ultimately named it Aesop's Fables. Um, and in Aesop's Fables, there's a story or a fable, I should say. It's not a story. It's better than a story. It's got fucking deeper meaning. It's a fable, baby. Um, is Cain and Abel a fable? I don't think it is. Maybe it is. I don't know. Um, I have to click on some blue links after this. Uh, um, after this podcast, not in that way. <laughs> There's a story in Aesop. Fucking hell! It's a fable. There's a fable from Asos. <laughs> That's a clothing shop. Aesop. Oh. I'm trying not to say ASAP, and I'm trying not to say ASOS. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky. ASAP Rocky, an old purveyor of fables. There's a fable in ASAP's fables. God, I should really edit this out, but I'm not gonna. Here we go. This is the this is the actual point I'm trying to make. ASAP had some fables. In one of his fables, it was the story, I'm gonna just call it a story, of a fox and a cat. And the fox used to brag, oh, like if anything goes wrong here, if like something bad goes down, I have so many different ways I can get out of here, like a hundred different ways that I can escape. And the cat was like, oh, I've, I only have one. And the fox was going mad, like, oh, I've got all these, I've got all these hundreds of ways to escape. And cat, oh, you've only got one, that's so embarrassing. Anyway, one day, uh, I can't remember what animal it was, call it a lion. A lion shows up and sees the lion. They both see the lion straight away. Cat's like, oh, fuck. That's like me, but way bigger and scarier and bigger teeth. Like, I stand no chance. Poof, I'm gone. Cat's straight up the tree, out of there. The fox goes, oh, oh, shit. Thinks of all the different ways he can go. I'll get stuck. I don't know which way to go. There's so many different choices. What if I go the wrong way and I get eaten? Oh, and he gets eaten. So... The first takeaway from this podcast is don't get eaten. Don't spend so long thinking about not getting eaten that you end up getting eaten. You know, or don't spend so much time thinking about... I don't know. (laughs) Not even going to try. Another person from the past is called Voltaire. Uh, I don't know what Voltaire did, honestly. I don't know anything at all about Voltaire other than that I've heard the name before maybe philosopher that's what probably probably a philosopher may or may not be best known for saying this known for saying this according to Wikipedia at least (laughs) but Voltaire famously maybe said perfect is the enemy of good and that's another thing that's another cause of analysis paralysis is people knowing, oh, well, this isn't perfect. What I would be producing here isn't perfect. 
and let them letting that stop them from doing something. Because if you wait until something's perfect, it's going to be too late. Good and done is better than perfect and fucking imaginary in your mind. Um, last one. Really don't know who this one is. Um, haven't even heard the name. Uh, it's lower down on the list, so I'm going to guess it's from slightly more recent history. Uh, and the name of this person is Harold Ganeen. <laughs> if you've heard of Harold Ganeen, um, I I salute you. Um, you're very well read. Uh, and you may know this already if you have heard of Harold, Harold Ganeen. But Harold Ganeen said, Better a good decision quickly than the best decision too late. And you know, I think... In retrospect, that dead fox sitting in that lion's stomach would agree with that sentiment. <sighs> this has been fun. <laughs> um, I'm going to wrap things actually up now uh, with a call to action. I sort of had it in the middle of the podcast and I'm going to have it again at the end. Start. Figure out, I'm sure pretty much everyone or everyone, like honestly, basically everyone I know, if I dug deep, I know I would find something that they are analyzing and paralyzed about and not taking action on i mean i could find 50 i'm sure in my own mind um don't be that person or use this and as an excuse or as a catalyst or as a motivator in some area to fucking take that step you know get out of your comfort zone get into something slightly unknown take an action do something um if you've got some big lofty goal Think about it. Figure out what's the actual viable way to get to that goal. First of all, what does that goal look like? How does it fucking taste? How can I... What exactly does it manifest as in the real world? Then, what are the steps I need to take to get there? What's the path that I'm going to follow? And then, what's the first step that I can take right now that will get me in motion towards that ultimate goal? And then just fucking keep doing that and don't stop taking steps. And that's how you win the game! I'm fucking yes you know i'm we're all gonna win let's all just be winners um (laughs) come on on that note this has been the creative marketing podcast thanks for tuning in tune in again next week for another episode of the creative marketing podcast with me your host angus boyle uh, don't forget to check out artbyangus.com especially in coming weeks when there's going to be some great small paintings on the website also don't forget to share this podcast uh, tell your friends get the message out there help us grow help us get heard by more people um, yeah I nearly said stay classy again <laughs> I really want to be Ron Burgundy at the end of my podcasts fucking I still don't have a good sign off line so fucking whatever this is the end of the podcast I'll see you next week I love you, you're a legend, goodbye.